More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now. And we're talking about the immigration issue, uh, illegal immigration, notably, and what's happening in some of the big cities right now. Uh, according to uh, Daily Mail here, migrant family of four in New York City could be eligible under this new pilot program for $15,200 a year of taxpayer cash. So this is fifteen grand going to a family of four in New York City. It's a $53 million pilot, meaning they want to do more of this, right? The whole purpose of a pilot program is to see how well it works or how much they like the outcome and then want to replicate it a single migrant will be given 345 dollars a month uh family of three 932 dollars a month uh and let me see here start date for the scheme has not yet been decided it'll start with 500 families at the roosevelt hotel they're hoping it will get up to 6,500 families and the claim here is that it's going to save money because of wasted food cost at the uh, migrant shelters, also known as refugee camps. These are refugee camps. They don't use that term because they don't want people to really understand what's going on here. Also to understand that these are not refugees. These are illegal immigrants who are scamming the system. Even Van Jones admitted that, Clay, on that Bill Maher appearance, I should note. He said, yes, yes, people are scamming the system. I have been saying this for six or seven years now since this first hit in the middle of the uh, Trump administration when they started playing games with the asylum claims, uh, and the Democrats lied and lied and lied. Now that we're over 7 million illegals into the country in three years of the Biden administration, they're willing to admit, yeah, okay, so people have been, you know, making stuff up this whole time. Um. But anyway, they're saying that this is going to save money uh, by giving people money to go spend and that it will have a 
stimulating effect or a, you know, a stimulant effect on the economy. And this is on top of the $12 billion they say it's going to cost city of New York. I haven't even gotten to what's happening in Chicago and the feelings there about the uh, migrant crisis and what's going on with the mayor. But let, let's start with this one. So now, Clay, the plan is give people free stuff, give them a card with cash on it for being here illegally, and Democrats want to pretend that this is going to somehow help get this under control and not just encourage more of it. This is all just a game, I think, to try and distract, because every one of the polls that comes out, when you look at individual issues, Biden's getting massacred on the border. And so what do they do? They try to get a bill passed and argue that Republicans need to take partial ownership of the disaster at the border. Uh, that fails, at least so far it has failed. And now what do we talk about on Monday? I think Axios had a report that Biden is now thinking, oh, I'm going to seize control of the border issue by issuing an executive ruling that allows the border to be taken uh, seriously and starts to lock it up and end this asylum uh, insanity where anybody can claim asylum as soon as they cross the southern border. And all of this is, I think, just a desperate ploy to try to take a minus 35 issue and turn it into a minus 17 or 18 issue. And in particular, to move enough independent voters that you make this a winnable election. And you saw, you mentioned Bill Maher. Uh, I was talking about this with my wife. She, she watched the, uh, the show on Friday. Van Jones said the border is created, is an issue created by Trump. That is the argument now that they are trying to, uh, to, to create because Trump said, no, a crappy solution is not going to solve things on the border. And I'm disappointed. I, I know you are too at the number of Republicans led by Mitch McConnell that were willing to sign on to a really poor version of a border bill that might make some things a little bit better on the margins, but actually would instill the current situation as the default expectation. I mean, I saw a stat the other day, Buck. This was a good one. When we had uh, Ellis Island and we were allowing everybody to come in to the country through uh, ships in the late 1800s, Yet everybody coming from Italy, Ireland, all over Europe, people were arriving in the United States. Do you know over a 30-year process, we had roughly the same number of people entering the United States as we have had in the first three years of the Biden administration? The report that I saw, the, the historical analogy, and I, I think it, if you're out there listening to us and you're in media, this would be a fascinating article to write said that in the 1880s, in that wave of immigration that we took in from Europe, when everybody's coming over from Italy, when so many people are coming to the United States, arriving at Ellis Island, as you pointed out, not everybody got in. There was a lot of people turned away because of health-related reasons. And a lot of people went home because it was too hard to make it here without a welfare state. That's right. And so the number of people that actually entered the country was somewhat similar to what we've seen in the first three years of the Biden administration. I saw 8 million plus in that era of, we're talking about a 30-year process. Now, granted, the overall population was much lower in the 1880s in the United States, so that 8 million was a higher percentage of the overall population. But we're talking about more people have illegally entered the country right now 
than live in 36 states since Joe Biden became president. Think about how crazy that is. And and also, when they say, oh, they can't vote, we all know the point is for them, they think they will be able to vote. The whole point of the amnesty bill is to legalize them and then at some point transition from that legalization into full voting rights. And the party that they think is responsible for taking them after they came in illegally, legalizing them, and then giving them the vote, is going to benefit from that. This is not a complicated uh, you know, conspiracy theory or something. This is pretty straightforward. And I would note it's not just New York City that's having this, this uh, situation play out in a way that's challenging for Democrats, though, meaning the migrants who are here right now and the cost of them to the city. Uh, this is also on Daily Mail. They're, they're talking about uh, a Chicago reparations activist named Howard Ray has uh, demanded re- um, reparations and a carve out from property taxes for black households. I'm, I'm quoting here saying Chicago's migrant surge was hurting African-Americans. Other black Chicagoans have taken to social media to slam Mayor Johnson, mayor of Chicago, over $9,000 payouts to migrants to cover their rent and help furnish their apartments, saying it is pricing them out of longstanding black neighborhoods. They are using our taxes to demise, that's what it says here, our communities. Um, they're using our taxes to support and advocate for the illegal immigrants, and we are getting pushed out. So, you know, you've, you've got black voters, uh, or, you know, black individuals, voters in Chicago coming forward to say, we can't even afford to live in some of the historically black neighborhoods of Chicago because so many migrants are showing up with cash given to them from the tax proceeds of the people living in Chicago. The, you know, it, it starts to hit home for people, right? They start to see what's really going on here. Well, and you mentioned, I mean, where you played sports in New York is now a migrant. The uh, refugee they, camp. They turned it, they the soccer fields I grew up playing soccer on and, and baseball and, uh, um, you know, whatever, they're now refugee camps. And that is happening all over the country. I mean, there are a bunch of people in Chicago, as you're mentioning, uh, in an inner city neighborhood, suddenly where their kids were playing sports, they're getting taken over to now be refugee centers. And... Uh, also what they're setting up, and I think this is important for everybody to recognize is, let's say Trump wins. Let's say Trump wins in 2024, and in 2025 he brings in our friend Stephen Miller, and they say, hey, Biden let in 8, 8 million plus illegals. We're going to start taking back control of the border. We're going to shut that down, and also we're going to deport millions of illegals. The AOCs of the world are going to show up dressed all in white, curled up in the fetal position crying because the process of de- detention and removal of millions of illegals is going to be incredibly expensive and incredibly complicated and I think incredibly difficult politically to pull off. And so they're, they know that when they let these people in here illegally, to your point, yes, down the line, they would like to make them voters, they would like to make them citizens. We know that that is the long-range goal. But even in the short term, once they're here, it's very difficult to ever remove them. I mean, that's the reality. When you got millions of people, it's hard to move millions of people back to their home countries. We'll also think about the incentive for uh, particularly cynical politicians. You know, if you're if you're trying to advocate 
on behalf of, let's call it a half a million illegals who are living in your city, uh, or who are living in your state. And it's more than that in some states. Um, the, the political incentive is, well, you want to get them legalized and voting as soon as possible, right? Uh, you know, you, you're not going to benefit from being on the wrong side of that issue if in fact they do become legalized. Um, and, and I think what you're seeing, and this is why that Swazi, uh, election in, uh, for, for Congress that happened out in Long Island, the special election for the Santos seat that was vacated is troubling is I think you're going to see Democrats playing a bit of defense on this, lying a ton and playing a bit of defense because the whole plan in Biden term two or whoever the Democrat is term two is going to be amnesty, wait, pathways to legalization, full stop. Um, that's what they, it was what Obama wanted more than anything else. It's what a, the next Democrat administration will be geared toward more than anything else. Also, and I, I will admit to not being on top of this legally. I didn't know this. Remember, Buck, all of these people count for purposes of congressional districts. Even if they're not voting in the short term, they count as the census for congressional districts. When you look at population collapsing in California, New York, Illinois, three blue states where they have complete control of it, there are millions of illegals that are now going to be living in those states that will count as a part of population for congressional districts. So you're taking away the representation rights of actual American citizens by counting illegals for purpose of congressional representation. And I think a lot of people don't understand that that's the case, but I don't know. The number is around 750,000 people, I think, per congressional district. I'm, I'm rounding there roughly. I think that's about right. Um, in many of these blue states and many of these blue cities, they're going to be counting millions of illegal immigrants to help craft and design those districts to try to get as many blue seat Congress people in as they possibly can. I mean, those of us on the right who have been warning about where this was going for the last, call it six years, everything we've said has come true. Everything we've said has been reality and has been proven to be so. And now the Democrats, after running their playbook, after getting it to this point, are um, they're just hoping to bring it across the finish line. And they're hoping to fool people into thinking that there is joint responsibility for this. There is not. There is not. So it's very, very uh, troubling for the future of the country. I wish I could say otherwise. No doubt. Valuables in your home need to be properly protected, whether it's jewelry, important documents, guns, gold. You want a safe to protect them. And more than 2 million Americans have chosen Liberty Safe for this once-in-a-lifetime purchase. Over 32,000 of them have posted glowing reviews online. Uh, an American-made, remember these are made in America, Liberty Safe fits anywhere more than 30 models, two dozen colors, thousands of custom options to help create the safe of your dreams. Guaranteed for life if yours is ever damaged in an attempted break-in or a fire, it will be replaced free, the best warranty you can get. Uh, you can shop for Liberty Safe right now slash radio for a customized Fortress Strong Liberty Safe. Uh, use coupon code radio for a 10% discount for supporting Liberty Safes made in America by Americans. You'll also get a free $60 value locking gun vault with your Liberty Safe purchase reserved for members of this audience. Again, use coupon code radio at libertysafe.com slash radio. 
That's the best way to get yourself set up with one of these safes right now. Buck's got it. I'm getting one as well. LibertySafe.com slash radio. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton making sense in an insane world. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Going to get to a couple of your calls here momentarily. We're headed up to Wisconsin, by the way, at the bottom of the hour for Eric Hovde, who is the announced candidate running for Senate in Wisconsin, could be in a position to flip Senate control back. We've talked about Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan maybe, uh, certainly now Maryland with uh, Larry Hogan running, uh, Nevada, Arizona, Montana and uh, Ohio, all as different Republican candidates to potentially add a 51st seat, uh, given the fact that West Virginia Joe Manchin's seat looks very likely to flip back to Republican control and make it 50-50. But I wanted to play. We're going to be joined on Friday by Dr. Phil. Uh, Dr. Phil's got a book out, but he's also talking about how much of a disaster southern border is here he was with joe rogan again he'll be with us friday talking about what he saw on his visit to the border i was shocked as much as i thought i knew about it i was shocked when i got down there you know there are the texas border guards and they wear brown uniforms 
and then there are the federal that wear green. And if you get apprehended by a brown uniform, you get arrested, processed, and sent back. If you get apprehended by a green uniform, you get arrested, processed, given a court date in four years, seven years, or whatever, and released into the country. So they run to the green uniforms and run away from the brown uniforms. It's wild, Buck. We're going to go down to the border at some point. We've been talking yep. about this ourselves. Uh, I've never been. You've been to see it for yourself. But I think that would be a a, a very useful a useful trip. Or also, I don't know if we mentioned this yet. Going to be up in Milwaukee for the Republican National Convention. We'll talk about that with Eric Hubdy uh, here coming up in a sec. But I was not expecting to get this call, Buck. Wes in South Carolina, you are an expert on elephants, and you wanted to tell us a story. What you got for us? First, thanks to you, Buck and Clay, for y'all's invaluable service to our country. We appreciate what you do for us. And very quickly, my wife and I were both teenagers when we got married. We've been married 44 years. We waited 20 years till we had our first and only child. So in a hunting preserve in Africa, there was nothing but mature bulls. They were all cold as they were hunted. That left nothing but juvenile bulls. They started without provocation and randomly goring all other the elephants in the herd. Another adult male was brought in, and upon whipping the juvenile uh, uh, elephants' rear ends a little bit and showing some discipline, order was restored through discipline and example. Even in the elephant community, you're saying an absence of male figures in a herd impacted the way that juvenile elephants would behave. I, I never would have thought about that angle, but it is pretty fascinating. Absolutely. Please check out Raising a Modern Day Knight uh, by Robert Lewis. It is invaluable to raising boys. I was a, I, my father was a World War II hero. He was in North Africa and went to Germany. He died at age 50 when I was 13. He told me he loved me every day, but I made a lot of poor choices from, from having no father. I studied that. I raised my son completely uh, where, where, where I had a teacher's schedule. Wes, we appreciate you, buddy, but we're running into a break. Thank you very much for your call and your insight. You know, Pure Talk is my cell phone provider. It's a company that believes in American values, believes in building out a U.S.-based customer service team to deliver you exceptional service. It also believes that when you make, when they make you an offer of a free Samsung cell phone, it should be with no strings attached. Switch to Pure Talk today. Get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no fine print to screw you up, no hidden activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Pure Talk's qualifying plan started just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data. Make the switch today. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. That's pound 250 from your cell phone, say Clay and Buck. We are joined now by Eric Hovde. He is a businessman from Wisconsin, one of our favorite states, of course. And he is running for United States Senate on the Republican side in a critical race against Tammy Baldwin, the incumbent Democrat. Eric, great to have you on the program, sir. Welcome. Good afternoon. Great being on your show, gentlemen. Appreciate you making the time. So uh, let's start with this. What are you going to do differently for the folks of Wisconsin than the representation they've been getting by the incumbent Democrat Tammy Baldwin? Oh, uh, a whole lot of difference. Look, Tammy Baldwin has been a career politician, has spent 
37 years in politics, last 25 in D.C. She's never operated in the real world, uh, never had a, a private sector job, never has had to buy insurance for herself. I've operated multiple different companies, created a, you know thousands of good-paying jobs, but I've had to buy health insurance. I've had to deal with all the issues that tie into our economy. And, and as most politicians, they just have no economic competency. They don't understand how the economy works, certainly not our modern uh, financial uh, economy. So my big number one focus is the economy. Uh, we're hammering middle and uh, lower income people and fixed income people with uh, inflation. You know, real wages have declined in this country uh, because of the rate of inflation. And we just keep digging ourselves deeper and deeper in debt where we've added more debt in the last three years, three and a half years than our first country's first 230 years. So, you know, she's voted for everything with Joe Biden 95.5% of the time. Eric, we're going to get back to some serious questions here, but I know you live in Madison and you're a big Wisconsin Badger fan. What in the world has happened to your basketball team? They've fallen apart. It is so frustrating. You know, thankfully they beat Maryland last night but in a close game, but, I mean, to be up consistently in the first half and give it away, I'm not quite sure. I mean, the, to me, the shot selection has been absolutely atrocious at the end of the game. Uh, you know, they, they were uh, with Minnesota neck and neck, and they had the ball, tie game. All they needed was a two-point shot, and they have Tucky Hepburn taking a three. When it, it, you didn't need to do that, they were scoring all their points driving to the basket. So uh, it, there's something that's gone wrong with this team because they were number 10 in the country, and now they're out of the top 20. It's All right, I had I had to get that because you're right. They were a top ten team. They've fallen apart here in the Big Ten season down the last couple of weeks. So Wisconsin, we're going to be up there. We need to get you on in person when the Republican National Convention is going on in Milwaukee. I'm sure you'll be campaigning like crazy there. What are you hearing from people on the ground in Wisconsin? that is motivating people the most right now? Is it immigration? Is it the economy? What are you hearing from Wisconsin voters that they are most fired up about as we sit eight months from Election Day? I would say the two things you just talked about. It's the economy because people are struggling. There's no question about it. Biden loves to talk about his, his jobs. jobs. Well, if you look at the increase in jobs this year, most of it has been second jobs. It's people working two, two jobs. Uh, and they're having to do that because what inflation has done to them. So I think that is the biggest issue. Immigration, though, is becoming more and more significant in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, they just took, we have a town called Whitewater, 12,000 citizens. They just took and dropped a 1,000 people, migrants, illegal immigrants, into this community. Now think of it. Our country is already struggling with having enough housing and medical services and care for our own citizens. Now you take this community of 12,000, you basically increase the population by 8% overnight. Uh, you know, people can't get access to medical care. I don't know if you guys saw what happened in Denver, where they literally put out a notice that, that medical system, residents don't go to the emergency room because we're overwhelmed. Well, what, what are you going to do if you break your leg or you're having a stroke or, you're having an allergic reaction to something 
you know, you're just supposed to sit there and die or suffer. I mean, this is the insanity that what's happening. The other issue that is very relevant to a lot of people, and it breaks my heart, is, you know, President Obama ended the war on drugs, what was it, 10, 12 years ago. And every year since, you just the amount of loss of young life due to opiates and now fentanyl, and look at where all that fentanyl is pouring over from the southern border. So you hear that a lot of people who have lost loved ones. And then I'd say the last issue is crime. You know, the, the left has give, given us probably the dumbest idea of the last hundred years, and that is defund the police and go soft on criminals. And crime, I was just in uh, South Milwaukee. Everybody was talking about it. A woman was saying, my car's been broken into four different times. I called the cops one time. They said, did, did you get physically assaulted or hurt? And she said, no. Then why are you bothering us? I mean, it, it, it's it's stunning what's happened to a lot of our major cities we're speaking to eric hovde he's running for a critical critical senate seat up in wisconsin in this cycle against tammy baldwin the democrat incumbent and eric uh you have a unique perspective i think to bring to the the border crisis issue because you've been involved in philanthropy building homes for people in developing countries around the world what can you tell us about that yeah, so I started the Hovde Homes about 20 years ago and rescuing street children because if you're abandoned to the street or you lost your parents or whatever it may be, uh, and you're living in a third or second world country, you have uh, been afflicted by everything, not just homelessness, uh, a lack of food, all the rest, but quite often these children are abused, sexually trafficked, uh, and, you know, become glue addicts to suppress their hunger and, and their emotional pain. So we have built homes, nine around the world, that takes children in, not only gives them food, shelter, clothing, but we give them skills training and, you know, education. But most importantly, we provide them love because the human soul thrives on love. Everybody wants to love and be loved, and these children have never had love. So it's it's Christian-based. Um, we have three in Central America. Uh, one of them explicitly deals with young children that are sexually trafficked. Uh, all of them touch that issue. We have uh, four in Africa. One deals with pulling children out of slavery that are uh, captured or sold off into on Lake Volta. There's still a lot of slavery in Africa and India and China. So th- these are the what the homes do, and and you know it's providing loving care to those that have least. Thank you so much. What can people who want to support your candidacy, and we look forward to meeting you in person in July uh, up in Milwaukee, but for people out there who want to help you flip this seat back to Republican control, how can they help? Well, she's one of the three most liberal Democrats there is, votes with Biden 95.5% of the time. So go to Eric, E-R-I-C, of the, that's H-O, V is in Victor, D is in David, E is in Edward. EricHovde.com. Love everybody's support. And, guys, thank you so much for having me on your show. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope all your listeners have a fantastic day as well. We appreciate you. If you want to go see Eric's announcement, it's up at ClayandBuck.com. Also links to his website there. Good luck, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. Fantastic. Take care. 
We'll tell you, we were just, you just heard me talking, um, with hopefully the next senator from Wisconsin, big Wisconsin Badger fan. Wisconsin Badgers fallen on hard, hard times, uh, here in the last couple of weeks. Started off the season very strong, top 10 team. They've lost a bunch of games lately. Uh, maybe you feel strongly about how the th- games are going to come down the stretch here. I love March Madness. And once football season is over, I pivot and I go all in on college basketball. And we have got a ton of great college basketball games tonight. Florida's at Alabama, probably the best matchup that is uh, in the top 25 that's going to take place. Duke at Miami. Uh, several different games that are uh, that are really on the horizon there. You know, you can pick more or less if you know these teams and make fantasy picks through our friends at Prize Picks. I'm going to give you some more picks on Friday, uh, but I was playing with it uh, last night. I was interested in that Missouri-Tennessee basketball game uh, on the road, Columbia-Missouri. Uh, hit on one, lost on the other one, but lots of fun. Gives me reason to be rooting for individual players. It's really simple. All you do is you look at the stats, for instance, college basketball, points, rebounds, assists. Is a player going to have more or less? You click on it, boom, it's easy to do. You can win up to a 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. That means you can turn $10 into $1,000. Quick withdrawals with prize picks, huge selection of player sports stat types. What makes it so much fun? It's daily fantasy sports. Pick a game that you're interested in. Go check out individual players, basketball, hockey, tennis, soccer, golf, even eSports. Whatever you're into, prize picks can get you hooked up. Here's how you get started. You put $100 in. They'll give you $100 back. They will double your money right off the top if you go to prizepicks.com slash clay. This is available everywhere, by the way. Uh, it's available in California. It's available in Texas. It's available in Georgia. If you're feeling left out and you want to have a little bit of prize picks fun, go check it out. Sign up today. You put in $100. They will double your money, give you $100 as well. I don't know very often where you can say uh, on a radio advertisement, hey, if you put $100 down, they'll double it. You want to put 25 down, they'll double it. 50, 75, up to 100. All you have to do is use my name, Clay, when you deposit, and boom, you'll be well on your way. Again, prizepicks.com. Use my name, Clay, C-L-A-Y. I'll give you some fun picks on Friday to get you ready for the weekend. That's prizepicks.com. My name, Clay. One more time, prizepicks.com. My name, Clay, C-L-A-Y. Download and use the new Clay and Bucket. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Encourage all of you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a minute. We're finishing up the show today. We'll have a lot of fun for you on Thursday and Friday, as we always do as we finish up the week. But you can make sure you don't miss a moment. Search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Buck Sexton. By the way, you can also find us pretty much uh most every social media platform out there. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube, on Rumble, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. I believe we're pretty much everywhere, even TikTok. Um, but question for you. This went super viral on Reddit, and I'm going to ask producer Allie to also pull up her mic. Guy was dating a girl, said he was 28 years old. They corresponded quite a lot before they met in person, had a ton in common. Girl was 24. Girl shows up for the date says the guy looked noticeably different in age than his appearance in the photo that she had uh, seen. He confessed that he was 42, age was just a number, and he thought that she would not be interested in him if he had been honest about his age. She then left the date, did not tell him she was leaving, but just said, I have to go to the bathroom, and didn't return. Uh Her friend said that it was super rude, she has gone on Reddit and asked people for their feedback. Fair or foul for two people? I think this is a New York City dating scene. Yeah. Buck, how many times have you shown up for a date in your life and the person was completely different than what you expected? And I'm also curious for Allie, what's the appropriate response there, right or wrong by the girl? All right. Well, Buck, the date doctor, is in the house. And I will tell you that she was fully within her rights to be, um, uh, you know, annoyed, disappointed, and put off by. That's not, he said he was 28, but he's actually 30. I'm going to say, on some of those dating apps, you set your age, right? And some people will put a cutoff. So maybe, you know, if you're, tw- if you're 31 and you want to be considered for the 30s, 
that one I think you can have, you know, smile and, you know, let's, let's not pretend like someone's a different person. You want to date somebody year. in their twenties and you're 31, you might put your age down as two years younger than you are, right? Okay. No, I, I don't recommend yeah. that. I think dishonesty is bad, but I'm saying I think that yes. one, because of the you're algorithm on the and everything else, 2842, no, sorry. That's a, that's a deal breaker. That's game over. She's right with that, but you always have to tell somebody it is never the appropriate move unless you think you are in physical jeopardy to leave someone not knowing whether you're coming back to the table or not. You know, I, I remember I had a, a young woman, you know, she was my age, this is many years ago, told me I was actually at a Bavarian like beer hall festival thing in New York. And there were a whole lot. And she was one of the girls who was dressed as like the St. Pauli girl. And oh, in the later hosen. That's what they call yeah. it, right? No, no, no. Later hosen's for the dudes. That's like the oh, pants. what's the this girls? Is... What's the girls' outfit? I I like that I outfit. Know. Yeah, it's that's good. A, you know, yeah, I mean? it's, it's very very it's good look. Um, but I was I remember she was telling me that she was on a date with a guy and she got up and left the middle of the date and I was like, you can't do that. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, that's not nice. It's not nice. So she should have said to him, look, you know, I I I really you know that that uh, that kind of dishonesty is a problem for me. I hope you have a great rest of your day and just walk away. Um. I might even give the guy, you know, the whole date sort of for practice and then just, you know, plan to not hang out with him. Uh, or, you know, and vice versa if it were a girl in that situation. Um, but so yeah, the pro, the problem that I have with her is you can't leave someone, you can't say you're going to the bathroom and actually leave unless you think that you're in jeopardy, unless you think that your safety is at risk. This guy's like actually scaring you. Ali, you are the female here. What's the worst lie that you were told before you went on a date with someone during your New York City uh, time? And do you agree with the girl just bailing when the guy claims he's 28, later confesses he's 42? That's what, 18 years older than the girl? Yeah, I mean, 14. 42, 24 is a, is a big 14. difference. I'm with Buck on this. I mean, unless you feel you're in danger, I don't, I don't think it's cool to just bail like that. But I would have just calmly asked him, well, if age is just a number, why didn't you just tell me you were 42 at the outset and just sort of throw it right back and, uh, let him know it's not cool, but I don't think I would just walk out and not return. I do think that's... By awkward. the way, Buck and I are debating math here. Sorry to cut you off, Allie. He said she he was, was 28 and 42. That's a 14-year oh. difference. Yeah, but she, he is 18 years older than her, is oh, what I okay. was saying. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay, so, Allie, what is the worst thing that you have seen in your dating universe that... What, what's the worst? I mean, is it height? Is it baldness? Like, what what do men lie about the most in your experience? Well, I've found, and again, this, I have friends that have met their future husbands and wives on online dating. So it's it's not terrible for everybody. But for me, 99% of the people misrepresented themselves. Either age, height, weight, all the above. Photos outdated by two decades. Things you like are 5'3 and once went to oh, yes. date a man who he said, said he was, was 5'8 and when we walked up to each other we were eye to eye. <laughs> so I don't know. Look, I'm just going to tell you something. Women out there in the dating scene, again the date doctor, Buck, is in the house. I was shocked to find now I'm I'm okay height wise for most women. Not all women. Some women are yeah. too short. You know, you and I are both about basically six feet. Um, I am shocked at how heightest Women are. Women are heightest. It's true. I've been married 20 years. My wife is 5'2". She told me if I were 5'8", she would have never dated me. And I'm six inches taller than her. I'm about six foot. Carrie's 5'3". Um, I mean, That's the strike zone right there. Uh, I mean, to, to, to be 5'2 would be like, if you were 5'8", I'm done with you. Men could never do that. 
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.